What's going on, sports fans? Got another good one for you today. Today, I'm going to be discussing free agency. Free agency has finally kicked into full gear. We're seeing contracts being handed out. We're seeing players be franchise tagged. We're seeing players opt in to test free agency. We're see- we're seeing a lot of stuff. It's the time of year where you know it's it's an exciting time of year for the NFL you can really see a bad team turn into a pretty decent or even good team, at least on paper, almost overnight, really. Um, Not an exciting time for all teams. We do have teams in the NFL that are way over the cap that are having to cut a lot of people. And for those teams, it's a very stressful time and a very weary time if you're a fan because you don't you don't know what's ahead for your team who you're going to have to cut whose contract you're going to have to restructure it's very iffy time for those people and at the same time a very exciting time for other NFL franchises that are like that have likely been struggling because the teams at the top of the NFL are obviously handing out contracts now you know, you have the teams at the bottom who haven't been necessarily handing out contracts, and so they have a lot of cap. And then you have these teams at the top that have been handing out contracts, so they have to budget and maybe cut some players or restructure some contracts. And then you have the middle ground, the guys that, you know, they're decent and they might have, you know, a, a decent amount of cap after this year because the cap didn't go up. It actually went down and had been going up uh an incremental amount every year and this is the first year it's gone down obviously because of covid but besides that so normally you have a team that you know is pretty decent and has accumulated a little bit of cap space so they can go maybe get a guy that makes them really good and then you have those teams that you know they're really not knocking on the door but they've shelled out a lot of money a lot of bad contracts and we're we're seeing a lot of that uh, or at least some of that take place in this free agency so let's get right into it first big story of free agency so far this offseason Dak Prescott finally getting paid you know a lot of people love Dak Prescott really a hard guy to hate I mean other than the fact that he plays for the Cowboys a lot of people don't like the Cowboys but Dak as a person and as a player you you really want to root for him especially him trying to prove himself last season and how great of a season he was having you know trying to prove himself on that franchise tag and he ended up having that gruesome ankle injury got hurt we we wondered all season if you know Jerry Jones was finally going to pay him this offseason you know Dak bet on himself and he was playing great it looked like the bet was going to pay off and then he got hurt so we really didn't know what was going to happen but Dak got his payday man four-year 160 million dollar contract 126 million guaranteed and he's making 75 million dollars in that first year because of a 66 million dollar signing bonus and that contract also comes with a no trade clause so huge huge contract for Dak Prescott I believe he will be the highest paid quarterback in some of those years I'm not a hundred percent sure but Dak's going to be making a lot of money now, if you're a Cowboys fan, you're probably very excited about this because your team was so much better when you had Dak Prescott at the quarterback position. You know, you guys, while you weren't winning very many games, you were competing. And then after Dak went down, it went downhill very fast. But you do, if you're a Cowboys fan, you've got to worry here because you've shelled out a lot of big contracts over, 
you know, the past couple years, you paid Ezekiel Elliott, you paid um, Demarcus Lawrence. So you've got to be careful when you're handing out these contracts. Now, you're paying very, or two out of those three are very important positions in the NFL, quarterback and a pass rusher. I have come to, at least my train of thought is, you know, the NFL should stop paying, NFL teams should stop paying running backs. I think, you know, if you look at the past couple years, um, Super Bowl winners, all those running backs, none of them have had very large contracts. I think the most any of them made was, I don't think any of the Super Bowl winning running backs, starting running backs for those teams, made over like $2 million. So I think it's, you know, it's time for NFL teams to wake up like, hey, this guy might be really good, but we we don't need to pay him. We need to, you know, put this money somewhere else. If you put your money in an offensive line and get a decent running back, because you can find one of those in about every NFL draft, then you're going to be fine. I mean, look, you can... There's a prime example of this years back with DeMarco Murray on the Cowboys. Now, at this time, the Cowboys' offensive line was, you know, more God-tier than it's ever been. It was it was an amazing offensive line, the best in the league, undoubtedly. Like, you knew that offensive line was the best. And DeMarco Murray rushed for 2,000 yards behind that offensive line. Now, don't get me wrong, DeMarco Murray is, you know, or he was not a awful running back, but he was certainly not a 2,000-yard rusher in the NFL. That has only been accomplished by a handful of people. And DeMarco Murray, talent-wise, does not measure up to the rest of that crowd, but he had such a great offensive line, he was able to accomplish such a incredible feat. And so I think teams really need to start investing more in the offensive line and stop paying running backs because I, I really don't think it's worth it. But moving on from that, back to the the Cowboys, you know, having paid Ezekiel Elliott, you've got a lot of money tied up now and for a, you know, extended period of time, and especially how Ezekiel Elliott played last season, you've got to hope he gets better. You don't have a very good head coach there in Mike McCarthy. I think if you're thinking about, because the Cowboys were, there were some questions this offseason of whether they were going to stay with McCarthy. And I think if you have to question whether you want to stay with a head coach after his first year, that you should just go ahead and cut it, move on, because he's obviously not the right guy there. You had a lot of turmoil turmoil coming out of that uh, locker room, a lot of things being said about that coaching staff, how they were disorganized, they didn't have a game plan, they were you know, just they weren't prepared. And so I think, you know, the Cowboys could have done their whole organization a favor by getting rid of Mike McCarthy. They didn't. They decided to stay with him another year. So we'll see. Um, But overall, great, great signing. Dak Prescott deserves the money. I think he'll come back and be playing at the same elite level that he was. But if you're a Cowboys fan, you've got to be a little worried because now you've got a lot of money tied up and you don't have a great head coach you you just got to hope you're not wasting this money at that point because cowboys have enough talent and potential to be contenders i'm not gonna lie to you i'm not a not a crazy cowboys fan you guys know this but i mean that receiving core they have dak prescott when he's on and ezekiel elliott if he can just get back to a shell of his former self is a great running back to have back there their defense while it does struggle does have athletes on it and has a great pass rusher into marcus lawrence and he's not the only guy there and so you know positive things or you know a positive outlook for the cowboys but you've got to hope that this money ends up paying off 
Moving on from that, though, Allen Robinson got franchise tagged. Man, do I feel bad for Allen Robinson. This guy, man, he he went through it more than any other wide receiver in the NFL, at least in my opinion. This guy had to play with Mitchell Trubisky and Nick Foles. Now, don't get me wrong. I like Nick Foles as a guy, but man, did he play absolutely awful this season. Mitchell Trubisky, you know, he's been awful from pretty much the start of his NFL career. And Allen Robinson just wanted to get out of there. You know he did. He wanted to get out of there so bad. And the Bears decided to franchise tag my guy. And so he's got to stay there and play with those garbage behind quarterbacks for another year. Not unless the Bears pull off some, you know, crazy trade which I don't think they will do so I really do feel bad for him because he even showed like visible signs of frustration during games on the sideline I'm you just you've just got to feel bad for the guy because his situation is probably only going to get worse because I don't see nothing has happened to that Bears team to make me think that that offense is going to change at all it's going to get any better probably just as bad even worse and the team's going to probably get worse in my opinion because that defense they played at such a great level I can't see them you know continuing to play at such a high level when the offense is not helping them they're going to need a drastic change for Allen Robinson and that whole team to you know be happy being in Chicago other news though Chiefs you know the Chiefs the you know won the Super Bowl last year Got blown out in this last Super Bowl, but Patrick Mahomes, great player. Chiefs, dominant. Everyone's expecting them to be, you know, contenders for, you know, at least the next few years. The Chiefs are releasing Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz, two starting offensive linemen, although neither of them played in the Super Bowl because of injuries. Both these guys are very solid offensive linemen, and those are not easy to come by in the NFL. And they also don't plan on re-signing starting center Austin Ryder. So that's three starting offensive linemen for the Kansas City Chiefs that are going to be gone. If you're Patrick Mahomes, you've got to be like... I mean, you got a payday, so you can't be very angry, but you've got to be super concerned at this. The fact that you're not getting three starting offensive linemen back. Now, while Mitchell Schwartz didn't play a a lot of snaps for the Chiefs this season due to injury, and retirement's not really ruled out for him because he's had so many injuries, he still went healthy as an incredible offensive tackle. And so to lose those three guys is very concerning. And if you're Patrick Mahomes, after that Super Bowl performance, you, you've got to be like, guys, I can't afford to not have protection. You, you, We saw it firsthand what happens when you get after a quarterback the way that you know the Bucks got after Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl. Even Patrick Mahomes, the... You mo- what most consider the most incredible, talented quarterback in the league right now. And, you know, some of the most talent we've seen in a quarterback maybe ever just struggling. Couldn't, couldn't get anything going because of how bad that offensive line was blocking. So definitely raising some red flags for the Chiefs. And I think the Chiefs, you know, they might be able to go out and Resign or maybe even resign Eric Fisher. Maybe they can work something out. Maybe get some other guys, but they're going to need to beef up that offensive line. I understand that they don't have a lot of money to do so because they're paying Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, 
um, Patrick Mahomes, but they they're gonna have to beef up that offensive line somehow because if you don't, you're going to go you're gonna quickly go from a powerhouse to you'll you'll still be good. Don't get me wrong, you know Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and those guys they will still make big plays for you, but you certainly won't be able to compete with these you know elite level teams that have amazing offenses on top of really good defenses and you won't even really need that great of a defense if they don't get some offensive line in there you'll just need a pass rush and if you can get after Patrick Mahomes anywhere similar to the way he he was being pressured in the Super Bowl Chiefs don't have a chance in most games unless the offense for the other team is just horrific now moving on to something that you know hits home real close to me Panthers. This is Panthers news, people. Panthers franchise tag Taylor Moten, but you know that it was like a fourteen or like thirteen and a half mil uh, franchise tag. But they were able to restructure CMC's Christian McCaffrey and Shaq Thompson's contract to clear about ten mil in cap, which means they currently have around thirty-one mil in cap after the Moten signing. Which you know. This is all speculation here. I, I don't know anything that, you know, you guys don't know. But they I think they could still be setting up to get that boy Deshaun from Houston. And I, oh, I pray that that happens. And, you know, what makes me even think this more is that news from the Deshaun Watson trainer, uh, trade rumor mill came out today or yesterday. Head coach David Culley in an interview uh, with some uh, on a uh, podcast said that when talking about Watson, he said that he is our starting quarterback as of right now. Now, when any head coach uses this terminology as of right now, that we're kind of seeing cracks in this wall that the Texans have put up that, you know, hey, Deshaun Watson's our guy. We're not getting rid of him. Don't even think about it. Like he is here to stay. Well, that's gone from Deshaun ain't going nowhere to Oh, he's our starting quarterback as of right now. Coley even continued saying he is our starting quarterback. Things happen between now and then. We'll see what happens. This is this is big news. You know, this is the only news we're getting out of the Deshaun Watson trade rumor mill. So maybe we're like reading into it too much right now. But whenever court like head coaches or GMs use the terminology of right now, or they say things happen between now and then, and even say we'll see what happens. It's got to make you think like, hey, Deshaun's got a chance of getting out of there because before now, I I mean, even I was starting to lose hope in the fact that Deshaun Watson was going to get out of Houston because the Texans weren't saying anything. They were staying hard on that point of Deshaun Watson is our quarterback. And now the head coach, David Culley, coming out saying this stuff really gives me more hope that like, hey. Sean Watson, he's likely going to get out of Houston, and I'm praying that it's the Panthers that get him that. Oh, man. I, if you guys know me, you know I'm a huge Sean Watson fan. I'm a Panthers fan, and I watched him play at Clemson, and to, see, and to get him back in Carolina would just be amazing to me. I'd, I'd like instantly go buy a Sean Watson jersey. Like it, it would take me two seconds. The second that trade happened, I, I don't even care if they're in the store. I'm going and customizing one because that's how much I love this guy. So really, really hoping that happens. And there's some bias there. There's still some 
you know, other rumors about the Dolphins or the Jets, but there's there's been a lot of talk about uh, the Panthers. That's not just my bias. They are a legitimate contender um, when it comes to the Deshaun Watson, you know, trade scenarios. And then, you know, continuing in the NFC South, Saints. Now, if you guys are familiar with the Saints cap room this season, you know that they are, they're screwed. They were way over the cap. And the fact that the cap didn't go up, it went down, really hurt them even more. The Saints are, are they're starting to make necessary cuts, though. But they're, they're difficult. They're hard on the team to see these guys go as their, their hits to their core. And it's going to, this is not going to be the same Saints team that we've seen years past because they're having to get rid of so many guys and restructure contracts. It's, it's going to be, and these are, this is one of those teams I was talking about. Like, you have a team like the Panthers who, it's a very exciting time for the Panthers. They're, you know, pursuing, you know, a big guy like Deshaun Watson. You have the, the Patriots, the Jets, the Jaguars, who are all have like, you know, these great prospects of this offseason. Then you have the Saints who, you know, Drew Brees is probably going to come back seeing that he hasn't announced his retirement yet. So you're not losing your, you know, all-time great quarterback yet, but you are losing, you know, like half your team or half the guys you used to rely on to make plays for you. The Saints so far have cut Emmanuel Sanders, Janoris Jenkins, a big hit to their secondary Quan Alexander, who, when healthy, is a fantastic linebacker, and Jared Cook. And that's just some of them. They've cut a few more um, less notable players, but they still have more cap to clear to get under that $182.5 million salary cap, which is insane. The fact that they've cut all those guys with contracts that you know were, were sizable contracts, and they still need to restructure and cut more people is insane. It just tells you how much they were over the cap and so it's growing pains for the saints and you know you're only going to have drew Brees for another year and if i was drew Brees, i wouldn't come back i understand going out on you know the season they had with all those injuries really sucks but to come back to this team where you can't make like your team is only getting worse you can't make any improvements unless it's internally or through the draft and not to mention the fact that, you know, you don't know if your main man, Michael Thomas, is going to be the same guy. You're coming off a lot of injuries as well. If I'm Drew Brees, I'm going ahead and calling it a career. This one year will not define you. We will remember you as an all-time great. Although I do think he's going to try to run it back, I think it's not going to necessarily end too great for him. Now, I could end up being wrong. But I really don't think that the... I still think with Drew Brees as the Saints quarterback, they're going to win games. They're probably going to be a playoff team, but they just won't be as formidable of an opponent as they've been in the past, you know, two, three years. That's it for today's episode, guys. Thank you all for listening so much. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Jesse K. Bellamy and tweet at me any of your sports opinions or takes. I'm... Uh, more than happy to reply or you know even listen to them and uh, remember to uh, subscribe to whatever on whatever streaming platform you're listening on and then leave a review if you can I, I don't know what you guys are listening on but if it's uh if it's an app where you can leave a review it's much appreciated 
and I will catch you guys next time on The Blitz. (laughs) 